pre-dawn hours of May 30th, 1969, in a quiet beach town, two young co-eds readied themselves to beat the holiday traffic after a three-day stay in Ocean City, New Jersey. What they couldn't know, and what this idyllic Jersey Shore town would never forget, was that there was a killer out there. And in a few short hours, the two girls would be dead. Susan Davis and Elizabeth Perry uh, are both 20-year-old friends from Monticello College in Illinois. Christian Barth is an author and native New Jerseyan who wrote the definitive book about the case. In the late spring, just after graduation in that year, 1969, uh, three days before Memorial Day, they had decided to go to the Jersey Shore to Ocean City, stay for a few days, get some sun, do some shopping along the boardwalk, and then go back to Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, and meet Susan's parents for the drive down to Durham, North Carolina, to see Susan's older brother graduate from college. Sean Clark is a detective for the newly formed cold case unit of the New Jersey State Police. Uh, during the time that they were there in Ocean City, they met several groups of uh, uh, people that they befriended. Uh, they hung out on the beach. Uh, they went to see a movie. Ocean City being a dry town, it was even uh, learned through witness interviews that uh, they picked up alcohol at a liquor store and even went on a dirt road and had a couple drinks with the people they befriended. On the morning of the murders, May 30th, at about 4.30 a.m., they awoke, they spoke with their landlords, and they got into Susan's car with their belongings. Susan was driving, again, a 1966 Chevrolet Impala convertible. They drove about the two miles over the bridge into Summers Point, went to the diner. This was at about 6, 6.30 a.m., depending on you know, what, what timeline you follow. Um, it was light out, that much I know, because it was 5.30 a.m. when the sun rose at this time in 1969 on that day. <laughs> It was here they were approached by three young men who joined them at their table. And approximately 45 minutes later, the girls were seen leaving the diner alone, but never seen alive again. They head to, towards the Summers Point entrance of the Garden State Parkway and head northbound. There were many leads back in the day where they mentioned of hitchhikers getting into vehicles and there were several composite sketches done, but it was never confirmed that they actually did pick up a hitchhiker. Trooper Lewis Sturt with the New Jersey State Police was stationed out of the Avalon Barracks, was doing his loop of the parkway and he saw a a light blue convertible parked unoccupied near mile marker 319 on the shoulder. He pulled over to investigate. Uh, there were no keys inside. All there was was a straw leather bag. Uh, it was towed 
Um, when three days later came and there was a massive search that had begun, um, because at this point, the fathers of both girls had rented helicopters and, and uh, looked into the woods and found nothing. A gentleman named Woody Fonts, a local maintenance worker, uh, stumbled upon the bodies of Susan and Elizabeth on Monday, June 2nd at about 1.30 in the afternoon. But yeah, they were found about 200 feet off the roadway. According to the medical examiner, they digested food approximately 20 to 30 minutes prior to being killed. Both of the girls had been found about 10 feet from one another. Susan was nude and face down. Elizabeth was face up, her underwear were missing, and she was fully clothed. Susan and Elizabeth were found with close-up wounds as though they had been beaten extensively about the face and torso region in addition to being stabbed, um, but they never did find the murder weapon. In late May of this year, almost 52 years to the day, I paid a visit to the location where the girls were killed. Here's a recording of that visit. I wasn't sure how difficult it would be to find, but based on the author Christian Barth's description, I found the downed tree that marks the area where the bodies of Elizabeth Perry and Susan Davis were found. I basically followed a small, narrow path of sorts that, that, that started right near exit 31.9 and led me, I would say, the midpoint between 31.9 and 31.8. Um, the area is not memorialized in any way. There's no markers or anything, so it doesn't appear that anybody visits the site. Um, my immediate impressions are just how remarkably close to the parkway it is, which I'm sure you could hear right now. The car's coming by off to my left and the backyards of the houses nearby, which are probably about 50 yards to my right. But I will say there is enough cover here from the late spring trees and brush that a killer could feel like he wouldn't be detected back here. Just wanted to also note that the keys to Susan Davis's car were found just a couple miles north of here which to some indicate that they were thrown from a moving vehicle and would directly contradict any hitchhiker theory. I got in my car and drove from the Summers Point Diner to mile marker 31.9. It took me four minutes. So at four minutes time, they drove around the diner, encountered the person who would murder them. He killed them, left them, escaped all within such a short, narrow window of time. The reason it's, it's very difficult to discount Ted Bundy is, and as I wrote about in the Garden State Parkway murders, um, Bundy his grandparents had a home in Ocean City on 26th Street. Um, his aunt, of course, told me all of this, said he was down there. She, of course, said he wasn't involved in the Parkway murders, but the FBI had contacted her uh, sometime between 1969 and Ted's death in 1989, asking her about them. It, it, it's sort of frustrating because you see some of these Ted Bundy documentaries, which purport to tell this whole story. 
and they often begin with a picture of young Ted on the beach in Ocean City. He's actually on, I believe it's the 14th Street Beach, the fishing pier, and you can see it in the background, but they never mention this. So Bundy was always deemed a potential suspect based on him being in the area at the time, going to school in Philly at Temple, and him kind of speaking of being in the Ocean City area. He made these very, very cryptic admissions right before his death. He said to Dr. Norman, he had been one of the persons who had interviewed uh, Ted during his time on death row. I met two girls on the beach. It wound up being the first time that he did it. He did not come out and admit it, but Art Norman was left convinced uh, that he was the person who had done it, as was Dick Larson, who wrote a book called The Deliberate Stranger. He also believed that these were Ted's first murders. Um, I did talk to uh, Elizabeth Perry, one of the victims, uh, her sister, who said that she had learned that the New Jersey State Police had told her parents for a time that they thought Ted Bundy had did it. So I, I, I think he's as viable a suspect as any of the other persons that I wrote about to this day. Over the course of the investigation, police have conducted 2,200 interviews and administered over 100 polygraphs. But more than 50 years later, the murders of Susan Davis and Elizabeth Perry remain unsolved. I'm getting a lot of reaction, a lot of, of positive, encouraging uh, offers of support from persons in Ocean City, uh, Summers Point area. Everyone remembers the case everyone that was around back then. I read those two girls in the parkway, I remember. They all do. They're all genuinely concerned and, and would really like to see the case solved. And it's extraordinarily frustrating that almost 53 years has passed. We have all this information, you know, including Ted Bundy as a possible suspect and, and no arrest was made and no definitive determination as to who may have murdered Susan Davis and Elizabeth Perry has come forth.